I hope everyone had a great 4th of July and spent plenty of time with their friends and family. Our episode's a day late, so let's get into it. You are now tuned into Shotgun Sports USA. Powered by Winchester. Recorded in the U.S. And streaming all over the world. We talk to shotgun shooters from all disciplines, championship winning coaches, gun clubs, world-class target setters, vendors, and industry-leading companies that fuel the sport. If you are into clay target sports, you are at the right place. For insider information from some of the best in the world every single week. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and connect with us on social media. You can also catch our episodes on ShotgunSportsUSA.com. Castellani shooting vests are manufactured in Italy and internationally recognized by elite shooters as the most popular lightweight shooting vests on the market. Castellani vests are especially known for their Italian styling and superior craftsmanship and quality, making them a vest of choice for all shooting disciplines. Ultimate Shooting Accessories is the exclusive supplier of Castellani vests in the United States. Visit ultimateshootingaccessories.com for more information and to place your order. Being a brand name in the clay target industry, Rick Hemingway has said, Have you ever noticed almost all major sporting events are being run by pro-matic traps? Think about that statement for a minute. He's right, and you may want to consider that before making your next purchase. Rick is the largest pro-matic dealer specializing in individual and commercial trap sales. Rick provides skeet, trap, five-stand, and sporting clays, designs, installs, and service. He also offers accessories such as solar panels, wireless release systems, as well as the hottest item on the market, the Claybot by Renair Products. Visit www.backwoodsquailclub.com or give him a call at 843-546-1466. The Double D Foundation launched by Daniel Defense Executive Vice President Cindy Daniel, is a product of a vision. Like all charitable organizations, the Double D Foundation has a purpose, to protect the Second Amendment by growing the number of Americans involved in shooting sports who understand the fundamentals of firearm safety and who share the core belief that the Second Amendment defends the rest. For more information, visit thedoubledfoundation.org. Kohler Arms is based out of Wisconsin and has been producing a high-quality line of American-made skeet, sporting, and trap shotguns since 1996. We sat down with a very busy Sean Mainland, Director of Operations, Sales, and Marketing at Kohler Arms, at the 2021 U.S. Open for a quick episode. Sean covers manufacturing, barrels and finishes, Kohler's warranty, service, and what's coming in the future. What's up, Sean? How are you today? Good. How about yourself? Good. Good. Uh, U.S. Open, a lot of people here, and I ran into you at Kohler Arms. Yeah. And uh, stopped by and look at some of the amazing guns that you have. 
absolutely unbelievable <laughs> works of art. I mean, they're really, really nice. And uh, I kind of want to get the history of Kohler. Sure. So, absolutely. you know, maybe where it started and all the way up to, to today. Okay. It's a good uh, story. There you um, go. So, my grandfather, he owned a tool and die shop and also a production shop. Um, he was a skeet shooter and he met Larry Kohler. Um, Larry Kohler made sub gauge tubes out of New York and kind of had the same attitude as my grandpa, took a lot of pride in, in the details. And they went back and forth for a while because Larry was a little bit overwhelmed. He, he was pretty busy and I uh, was considering getting out of it. And my grandpa, being a skeet shooter, was interested in taking that over from him. Um, so in the early 1980s, actually 1980, he bought the patent for the sub gauge tubes okay. from Larry Kohler right. and started making those in Racine, Wisconsin. Kind of tell me the differences in the business when it started and the business now. Sure. Well, when it started for the first 10 years, there were no guns. It was all tubes. We were putting in that, them in, uh, you know, everything. Kriegos, Berettas, Brownings, right. um, everything. But there was no Kohler gun. Yeah. Um, then in 1991, my grandfather met on a plane a guy from Remington. Mm -hmm. And they were considering making a competition-level trap gun. Um, that ended up being the Remington 90T, and we made okay. every single one of those. Uh, so you build this Remington. I'm sure it was a, a success when it came out. Yes. And then you, I guess you say, well, we've built guns. Let's build our own. Yep. Is that basically how that went? Yeah. We okay. actually had a, a prototype design when our relationship with Remington ended. Um, and it was, I don't want to call it a smooth transition because none of it's easy, but right. the timing was right, and we had the prototypes, and we were already putting it in people's hands. Uh, there were 10 of them. My grandfather was traveling and getting some feedback, so we changed a couple things. And then in uh, 96, made the first production Kohler gun. Okay, so the, let's talk about the prototype for a yeah. minute. What did it look like? What was? It had um, different barrel blanks. They were turned instead of forged. Um, I have one in my office. It's got 28-inch barrels on it. Um, there was no safety, just... It, it wasn't required. I don't believe it still isn't required. Mm -hmm. um, but I know the lawyers said, would you rather put it in now or put it in when there's a recall and you have to? Right. So everyone yeah. has safety. It's still good to have. A lot of people use it. Yeah. Um, the triggers today are a little bit different. Um, we added that inertia block in the back and some window discs just to keep our tolerances tight. Um, other than that, the, the receiver is very comparable. Not, not many changes there. So how old are you? I'm 30. All right. When did you start with the company? Uh, I worked summers, but that was at that point that was a summer job. I didn't shoot. Um, honestly, I didn't have much interest just because I, I wasn't really around it. Yeah. Um, I went to college for operations and supply chain management. Mm -hmm. And actually, my last semester of college, I started shooting at the little local gun club. Uh, shot my buddy's gun, and I was I was hooked. So when I finally graduated, I called my dad, and well, actually a little before I graduated, and said, right. "Well, what what can I do? What would it look like?" Yeah. And uh. So you started working there early. Yeah. Yep. And uh and and you're still there today. Now what is your job title now? Uh Director of Operations, Sales and Marketing. Okay. So you're over everything. Everything, much. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what is every day what does it look like for you every day? Um my most important job I think is a production. It, it's um pushing the parts through the guns, keeping the customers happy. You know, they have expectations as well. Um so pretty much first thing I do a lap through every single department, see what they have for me see what i have for them and uh i usually get there around seven o'clock and then by you know eight nine o'clock start talking to the dealers the customers and all that so i like to get the manufacturing stuff at least right. started in the in the morning right yeah that's uh to be so young that's a lot to do yeah you know and it's it's neat that you're it's a family thing 
what has always interested me about guns, and I have no idea about it, is the manufacturing process. Yeah. Like the machines that it takes and the space that it takes. Go into that a little bit. How, how big is the warehouse or how big is your... It's um 23,000 square feet. We have, um, just off the top of my head, maybe 16 full CNC machines, whether it's a, a vertical, horizontal, or a lathe. And uh, we have 34 employees. All right, so let's, you take a block of of steel. Is yeah. that what you use? Okay. Is that yep. what you call it, steel? Yep. Then there's a special name for it? <laughs> 4140 right. Chromali Steel. Okay. And then kind of go through that process with maybe the receiver. Of sure. How, how it comes out to looking um, like it does. Well, we're a little unique because we're the only ones that create their gun out of bar stock, just one piece. You know, a lot of the other manufacturers are cast or forged, which save on machine time, but ours is... Explain that. Um, it'll be kind of a shape. It'll be... A shape of a receiver, okay. and they don't don't need to remove as much material. Right. Okay. Yeah. So far as it's one solid block, and you're removing a lot of material, but at the end it's one solid piece. There's no flaws in the metal, and that's why we do it. Um, we actually change our manufacturing process recently, and are, are still learning. Um, before we'd make kind of batches of however many, 200, 300 receivers at a time, mm-hmm. and we kind of have to push them through. Um, we're setting up and tearing down. Uh, fixtures in the CNC machines often, and now we have um, what we call pallet tech. So on two different pallets, uh, our receiver pallets, and it, they're always set up. And if you need ten receivers, you make ten receivers, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, we can keep an eye on our our quality control because usually when you tear down your setup, <laughs> you know you right. might when you redo something's it, something's going to be issues. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very repeatable. Um, the new tooling and everything that we have are making amazing parts. There's a lot less handwork and polishing and the cosmetics of it, as well as just overall tolerances. So yeah. um, we're doing a lot different now, and it, it's working well. Uh, the cool thing about Kohler is it's all American-made. Yes. Like from, I mean, I believe everything. Absolutely. Other than what's a spring? Yeah, we, a, we make mean, everything there, but but the springs and the screws Yep. We have a couple outside operations like heat treating our material and, and stuff like that, but we, we're making the parts. Another thing that's neat that I was talking to you about is your wood selection yep. is unbelievable looking wood. <laughs> and and you handpick it. Yes. Yeah. John Ramagli handpicks it. He'll he'll spend a week out there a couple times a year. He'll go through blanks. He'll he'll put aside decent ones and maybe I'll come back to have it unless we find nicer ones. And, you know, he'll say no to 20 before he finds two that he likes. So, um, he's very picky and, and it shows, I really believe it shows. So if someone wants to buy a Kohler, can mm-hmm. they pick their own wood? Yep. Yep. Before you, you make the stock. Yeah. Um, even we do have finished stocks on the wall and you can pick it out if you're there. If not, we send you pictures and we could do the same thing with the blanks. Um, we'll spray alcohol on them and then you can see pretty much how they'll look when they're finished with the color and the grain right. and everything. Yep. And we'll send you multiple choices. And if you're there, spend, you know, 20, 30 minutes, four hours, depending. Yeah, right. And uh, pick out exactly what you want. And you make them there. Yep. You have stock makers in house. Yep. Uh, engravers, are they in house also? We have one in house engraver. He actually works from home, it's 10 minutes away. He's got a nice setup. Yeah. Um, there are two other engravers in Wisconsin. Um, we have another one in Tennessee, another one in Florida. How important is it? This is a question I was just thinking of. Yeah. How important is it to you to keep everything made in the U.S.? Very important. Yeah, yeah. That, that's our reputation, and we believe in it. And yeah. uh, actually, I, I'm so glad we have that reputation. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what you hear when you know when you're talking to somebody about Kohler. Yeah. One of the first things you're going to say, at least to me, is 
look, it's made in the U.S., yep. which is cool. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's made in the U.S. Another thing that I think is neat, and I was talking to you about this also, was the barrel finishes. Yeah. Like, I really like that matte-looking barrel. Now, yeah. I don't know what that's called, but it looks very cool to me. Yep. It looks like it would hold – I might be wrong. looks like it would hold up better than maybe some of the other finishes. Yeah. Am I right or wrong with that? Um, Actually, the gloss, they both hold up very well. The gloss is actually a little bit better because it doesn't okay. have the peaks and valleys of that okay. matte finish. Okay. What is the what is the purpose in having two different finishes? All customer preference, you know. Okay. Um, more just looks. A lot of our engraved guns will put the high polish on. Um, that's all done by hand, too. It takes about six hours to do one barrel. Uh, do you make any guns that are not, I call them split barrels? No, all all of them have our hanger system. And you have a hanger system in the front and in the at the forend. In the middle, yeah, right, kind of at the end of the forend, it's it's barely hidden, yeah. How does that system work? So we have both of them to control the point impact on each barrel individually. So we pattern them multiple times and have multiple people pattern every single one of them. Okay. So what we want is we want them shooting the same hole, right? So. A hanger moves at about three inches. So if the top's three inches higher than the bottom, you know, depending on what kind of gun or where the customer wants it, we'll either raise the bottom barrel or lower the top. And, uh, you know, your gun might have a number six hanger on it, and this other one might have a five, and they could shoot in the same place. Every gun is different. Um, every barrel is very unique. So they, you can be turning the same barrels out yeah. and putting the same hangers, and they'll shoot totally different. Right. Hmm. So what does the hanger in the middle do? The middle will change point impacts of both barrels. So they're either bigger or smaller, and I picture them either pinching the barrels together, mm-hmm. which uh, bows the top up and bows the bottom down. Doesn't Correct. bow. <laughs> right. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So we'll switch both. So if we want to move just the top, we'll switch that mid hanger. It'll move both. So we'll bring that bottom barrel back to where it was with the muzzle hanger. Okay. Another thing with the barrels is you have flat. Yes. You have a ramp. Yep. And then you have a high rib. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. we call it a low, low profile. Okay. Um, but in skeet and sporting, everyone calls it the high rib. Okay. Yes. All right. So you have you can make any any of those. Yep. Do you have uh, figures on what sells the best? What is the best selling barrel? Um, right now, the ramp rib, we're, we had a lot of demand for a flat rib. We didn't offer it until last nationals, a little bit before that. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. And, and that was just what people were asking for. And as people's styles change... That's why we added the flat rib. People were asking. They're not really driving their cheek down into the gun, so they needed something a little bit lower. They needed a different sight picture for what they were doing, and, and that's why we started to offer it. Do you, what do, do you recommend porting? Um, I think the benefits are minimal. I, I won't talk you out of it. I think the cast, uh, actually the pitch in your stock is more important. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So does, does that void warranty? No, no. So it don't void a warranty if you port barrels nope we we ask that they do it directly through us okay um, so you can do it in, in house yes okay nice yeah i didn't know that <laughs> chokes we hadn't talked about chokes yeah you got into producing put chokes into production at color yes yeah and, we recently got our, our own mazak turning center um it's around great these chokes are absolutely beautiful um our ones before that we got from pure gold those are beautiful as well um they look very similar yeah yeah you can't tell unless you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even on the patterning board, you, you can't tell either. Really? They're very high quality. What kind of upgrades do you offer? Say I buy a Kohler, just a, yeah. the most inexpensive one. Sure. How, how can I upgrade that gun? Uh, wood and engraving. And we have a gold trigger package. Just looks a little nicer. 
and then the high polished barrels. You brought up trigger. Talk about that because you showed me one that was out of a gun. Yes. So like a, work, like a piece that come out of a clock. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was bad. <laughs> what, explain, yes. explain how the trigger works. Um, so the big thing about our trigger is it is a mechanical trigger with an inertia system in the back. Um, what you they, have to explain that now. Yes. Okay. So the inertia system, what it does in our trigger is it just slows down the selection a little bit. That prevents double firing, and then you have a lot of control so that you don't trap it either. It is um, You really got to time it in and spend some time doing it right, but that helps just time it in. If something happens to the trigger, yeah. how easy is that to replace or put a new one in or fix? Or It's just one screw. You drop it out, and you know if, if you are having any, tr- any troubles, you call Keith, and he'll walk you right through, and you can do it yourself. You know, yeah. There's there's a couple big springs in there. There's not a lot of little ones flying around. It's uh, really simple to work on. How is the uh, supply right now with materials? Is it, it- it's good. Um, okay, you still get stuff. Yes, yes. We were pretty stocked on our receiver material. Um, titanium and aluminum are taking a little longer, but our stuff is kind of specialty, and, and we have a good source for it. So uh, we were pretty lucky. We really were. Can someone uh, call maybe one of your dealers or you or whoever and order a gun like they want? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and yeah we like them calling process? our dealers. Okay. Um, and if they don't have one in their inventory – um, then they'll send the order to us and we'll make it exactly how they want it. How long does that process take? Um, my goal is to keep it to three to four weeks. Um, we're, we're doing a pretty good job of having a mixture of barrels on the wall and receivers ready. The thing that takes so longer is wood. So if you need a custom stock made, we say eight to 10, we're getting better at that too. It's more around eight weeks. Eight weeks for a completely custom gun. Yes. I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, you don't hear that, you know, really. <laughs> Tell me about your employees. You don't have a whole lot. No, no. I met one of your gunsmiths a minute ago. Yeah, Kevin. I told him, I said, you, you have to be the youngest gunsmith I've ever met at a shoot. <laughs> I said, everybody else is 70 and you're 30. Yeah. I mean, and he's very passionate about the guns. He is. We have um, three in service and we have six in final assembly, actually building the guns. And yeah. then two more pre-fit in the barrels, receivers, irons all together. And um, some of them are went to gunsmithing school and some of them were just trained right on the job. So, so do you move people up if you have an employee that wants to move up and be a gunsmith or wants to do this certain job? Do you promote from within? or? Uh, we do. The ones that we train, we'll kind of find what their specialty is. Yeah. Um, we have one guy that loves doing the four-barrel guns, you know, with the 12, 20, 20, right. 4, 10. He gets every single one of them. Um, one guy gets mostly engraved guns because he's he does the, the finishing and everything. So uh, you find their specialties and kind of work with them on that. The fit of a gun. Yeah. Okay. It has to be perfect. Yes. How perfect does it have to be? If it's not, there can be a lot of things that can go wrong. Yes. How does that, how is that process checked? I mean, how do you check that? What, I, what I'm kind of thinking about is how the barrels fit to the receiver. Right. Um, so we always leave extra material off the machines and the rest is fit by hand. Um, the important thing are the hinge pins to the breech face and then the water table gap, which is the flat part between the barrel and receiver. Um, that gas seal on the breech face needs to be tight. That's going to absorb all your recoil. You know, if there's a gap there, it's all going to your hinge pin. It's going to wear that. It's going to give you more recoil, more felt recoil. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that's just timed perfectly. That breech face is solid. That water table gap, um, we have about six, a 6,000 gap right there. Cause as you shoot your gun, it will wear down. And that's when your top lever works over. Um, that 
still lasts. You when know. it's in the center, it's time to do something. Yep. The top yep. lever. <laughs> usually we see, depending on how you take care of it, it could be it, usually over 100,000 rounds. Do you have a, a gun that you know exactly how many rounds have been through it or approximately? Not exactly. I know that we have one gun that has over 2 million rounds through it. That's amazing. We just yeah. talked to John Kruger yeah. on a podcast. He's shooting a Kohler, still shoots a Kohler. Yep. Uh, Derek Mine, the current Olympian yeah. going to the Olympics, is shooting a Kohler. And I talked to Derek, and he said that when he gets back from the Olympics, mm -hmm. he may be moving to a different gun. And this is something new for you, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, at this shoot, we had a prototype we were, we were bringing with us since January. Right. Um, but now we actually have some real production guns. And it's the same heart of the receiver. What we did is we slimmed down the sides. We took the little uh, panel. We ground that down. And then we gave it a round contour on the bottom. Uh, it took a little bit of weight off, but it just it's a sleek look. To me, it looks like a modern, not that your other ones don't yeah. look modern, but it looks like a, a modern gun. I agree. Is this the same gun that was supposed to be the women's gun? Yes. So what? The women's market is one that we've been missing. That's why we, we really had to push for this. Um, so we, our prototype was a women's gun, and so many males, kids, everybody liked it. They liked the sleek, modern look. Um, so even now, we made some production guns, and even from here, we want to separate it. We want to have a little bit different engraving pattern for the women. You know, right now, we just have the Kohler on the side and our Griffin on the bottom. We want to do something different on the side for the women. and um, you know, we just introduced it. We're getting feedback, good feedback, and part of it is separate them a little further, and that's what we'll, we'll do and, and work on in the next few months. So separating them a little further means what? Um, just strictly appearance. So right okay. now we have, have a lady's stock okay. and a men's stock. You know, not to say they can't be interchanged, just, they're just dimensions. So you don't want a, a guy looking like he's shooting a woman's gun is what you're saying? Right. I got you. Yeah. Okay, okay. And the stocks, what was interesting is that you're, for the women's guns, you're yeah. leaving them a little long. Yeah. So they can cut them themselves. Yep. Or have somebody that knows what they're doing cut them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, they're at 14 and three quarters right now. They can go down to about 13 and a half, which with a smaller pad um, before you start going in the comb and the, and the drop in the back. So there's a lot of range right there. Um, the balance is great, but they just feel like they're really balanced well. Yeah. Um, and, and with Derek, what is he shooting in the Olympics? Right now, he's shooting his um, max light with a ramp taper barrel. Kohler is going to the Olympics. Yes. Which I think some, is really cool. Yes. Especially having an American going to the Olympics, shooting an American gun. Yeah. You know, has has that ever happened before? Not not to my knowledge, no. Okay. And I'm I'm so excited for it. It's yeah. I know it's exciting for Derek and Maddie. Both of them shoot our Kohler gun. Yeah. And I, I can't wait. Service is actually one of the biggest things when purchasing a gun of this caliber. Yep. You have to know that you'll be taken care of. Yes. Tell me about how your service is. So this stems all the way back from my grandfather. He was very picky and for good reasons. Yeah. So we try and take care of customers all the time. When their gun comes in, these guys treat it like, like it's their baby, right? They really do. Um, you can call a lot of these customers, know the gunsmiths, can call, say, can I talk to Tom? Can I talk to Cody? James, he's new, but he's learning. Um, he's getting a little repertoire with the customers. And we really emphasize that you got to take care of these people. And I, I think they do a really good job of it. So do you send the gun to you if you need some work or you have to send it to one of the dealers? How does that work? Uh, the factory is the best. You yeah. send it right back to you. And, and we do send gunsmiths on the road. Um, you met Kevin here. Um, 
some of the bigger shoots down in San Antonio, especially we might have a couple gunsmiths and pretty good setup at those places to take care of you. The warranty process. Yes. And, or, and the service. How often do these guns need to be serviced, and what is the warranty like? Um, we do an annual service. Okay. Uh, we recommend every 30,000 rounds. Again, that changes as you take care of it. Right. Um, it is a lifetime warranty. Uh, if it's not supposed to break, we take care of it. You you can't wear these things out. You can't wear the receiver. Um, like I said, that one gun has over 2 million rounds through it. He doesn't even service it like he should. It just keeps going. Oh, he's still shooting it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when you, are, you, you know, as you shoot a gun, they get loose. Mm-hmm. They're looser to open. Yeah. Can you fix all that with the service? Tighten Absolutely. them back up? We have just a, a little four-inch shoe. It looks like a half moon and one or two thousandths bigger. That's all it takes. And actually, that piece wears the barrel wear just a little bit, but it's mostly in that four-inch shoe. It's a little softer material, and that, that's by design. It's a lot easier replacing a oh, yeah. piece on sure. a barrel. So Yeah. Let's talk about your dealers. Yeah, dealers around the U.S. Yeah, I know. You, I don't know if you can know, if you know all of them. I'm sure you know them, but can, I do can mention them off at one. Yeah, I'm gonna start with um, our biggest dealer, uh, Elite Shotguns. They have locations in Kentucky, Florida, San Antonio, California. They have a mobile one just hitting the West Coast. Um, they're really spreading their inventory and sharing with each other. And if you need something, they most likely have it. And if not, like I said they put the orders in. We also have. Um, Robert Paxton okay. in Texas, and Game Masters. I talked to the guy that owns Elite. Dan Lewis. Dan Lewis, super yeah. nice guy. Yeah. Super helpful. Yes. You know, and he was showing me around his trailer, which I think is really cool. If you haven't seen that Elite trailer, it's it opens up in the front where it has like a patio and to the side, and he has an awning. And a ton of guns. <laughs> and a ton of guns. And the inventory in there is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's I haven't walked into a trailer yet and seen – a set of guns, I guess that's what you can call it, that looks as good as the guns in this trailer. Yeah. I mean, they are absolutely good looking guns. And they're affordable guns. They're yeah. not I mean, they're they're not priced higher than anything else. Right. And you would think so being American made, but they're not. And that's what I like. <laughs> yes. Know? So um and you can call this guy, I'm sure. You if you have a problem with something, they can just call you if it's if it's absolutely. that big of a deal. You know? Yeah. So you got anything uh, to talk about coming up in the future? No, we're just, just keep coming out with new products and improving, you know, between the, the flat rib and the new receiver in the, in the last 12 months. Um, we're kind of testing the waters with this stuff, getting good feedback, and now we just got to kind of pump these things out. Great product. Yeah. I think it's it's really cool, especially to be able to talk to someone that's come straight from it. I mean, this is basically your family's company. Right. It is your family's company. And to have the the guy that knows pretty much everything that's going on on yeah. the podcast is really neat so thanks for your time of course and uh if you want to come if you want to look at these color guns are normally on display at every shoot that i've been to normally elite maybe yep most of the bigger shoots and go check one out they're unbelievable uh really pretty guns and appreciate you spending some time with me of course and, i really enjoyed it yeah so and thank talking you. about this so yeah tell people how they can contact you, the dealers, how do they find you have a dealer page on your website? Yes, yes. Okay. That's the best way to start. We even have a map so you can see right where they're located. Okay. Uh, it's a great tool. Kohler. Yeah. What's, what's the web address? Uh, www.kohlerarms.com. <laughs> That's it. Facebook, Instagram, yep. all that stuff. Okay. Well, check them out. Uh, Sean Mainland, thank you for coming on. And of course. We'll see you next time. Enjoyed it. Thank right, you. Man. Thanks. <laughs>